Good evening, brother. How are you doing? Doing good, brother. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. It's been a pretty busy week. Yes, very busy week. How did the plant run this week after the catalyst change? It was, uh, it's been pretty smooth. Had some little weird things happen on some stuff that were made to work on that I've questioned this time around. Um, as far as touching instrumentation with no signs of failure. Yeah, there's no reason for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a point in in working something that's working. Yeah, don't, don't work on it. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type thing. And was there any wear? Um, well, we replaced it. And because that's what that's the paperwork says to do, replace it. <laughs> and a wire, two of the wires ended up getting pinched together. And it was reading outside temperature instead of tank temperature. Yeah, okay. And we sent some hot product out. Oh. So, once again, proves my point of if we didn't touch it, it would okay. have been working just fine. Yeah. So, so, what's the point in doing? Like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, I understand, you know, integrity and reliability. But these things have been, most of them have been in there since, you know, late 90s. Is there not PMs done on those things very regularly? No. That's what I'm saying. Why should you touch it? Yeah, if it's working. If it's working. Yeah. Now, if you start seeing discrepancies, Mm -hmm. okay, let's check it out. But, you know, that's just like anything else in the gym. Yeah. You watch a video a billion times and you go, well, that's perfect. Yeah, don't fix it. Don't don't mess with it. Yeah. What's optimal, don't change it. When it starts... Yeah. changing that's when you go okay something's different i need to go back and and relook at so that kind of goes perfect and kind of my head's been kind of on this today since you know we've been crazy busy and haven't been able to record as often as we would like to but my mind's kind of been on what we're going to talk about today and that kind of goes along the lines of what you know was i was thinking about how often do people change what they're doing just for the sake of doing it programming wise a lot and, yeah and it's like if it's working and you're progressing, um, there's no reason to change it. Like if doing a single leg RDL with dumbbells helps you, why change it? Like if you can see the carryover, why would you change it? I think, you know, myself, I've probably been guilty of this. Oh, we all have. Um, but it's, you get you get bored. Yeah. You know, and to me, that plays a big part for me. And I'm not saying <clears> that's the only reason. A lot of people will change because they see somebody like Jay Cutler or yeah, they or see somebody Coleman else doing it with a template workout. Yeah, that they you know, really didn't do. Or you know, Kai Green and I and I love Kai Green. I think he is the most comic book looking person <laughs> yeah. ever. But he's got a billion ebooks out there. Yeah, you know, you know why he does that? He sells them for a dollar, and he's got fifteen million followers. Ex- exactly. But even he himself said, "The things I do may not work for you." That's right. So there you go. You got to find what works for you, and that's what you got to stick with. See, I was a. Uh, I listened to the Coach's Corner podcast quite a bit, and Tony and Paul were talking. And a lot of times, conjugate gets bashed by you know concurrent, congruent, and um, more of your Western periodization and your linear periodization style workouts. Conjugate gets bashed by. Coaches that typically have those biases, um, or like accelerated block training and things like that. Conjugate gets bashed due to the variety, just for the sake of variety. Does that make sense? Because sometimes you know, West Side 
always preached, change it every week, change it every three weeks for injury prevention. Well, if you're not hurting and you're not injured and you're not seeing that you're getting injured from it and you don't see wear and tear, why change it? Yeah. So uh, there are a lot of coaches that look at those things and go, well, there's no indications. Because if your lifter's progressing doing a high bar, healed squat, and he's getting stronger, he's very proficient, and he's getting better doing this, you know, five by five high bar, you know, healed squat, why change it? And like when you talk about like getting bored, well, if you think about it, powerlifting is a wrong sport. Yeah. You're you're going to get injured. Yeah. You're going to get bored. It's when. It's three lifts. And and you're going to get bored. Yeah. Because you're training for three lifts. Yeah. And that's the thing. And to be honest, and I may, I may get some flack for this from more educated coaches than I am. I'm just a meathead, but there is no better substitute for the squat bench and deadlift than the squat bench and deadlift. Yeah. Yeah. If you're on, if you're going to train for them, train doing yeah. them. Like if you want to get better squatting, squat. You want to get better benching, bench. You want to get better deadlift, deadlift. It's just that simple. Yeah, and study it. Study it. Yeah. Read, read, read some literature on yep. it. Yep. You know, or look. at the very least, find a very proficient lifter and watch their videos. Yeah. Study their form. Study it just like you would anything else. A football player, basketball, baseball. They study game film. You know, it that just comes down to how, how could I say this? I want to be like you. Yeah. Right? But I don't want to do what it took for you to get there. Yeah. I want the shortcut. <laughs> right? I'm still and, trying to figure that but one out. But here's the thing there is no shortcut. No. Look, we can all holler genetics, we can all holler whatever. It's going to take work. Nothing outdoes hard work. Nothing out. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing outperforms hard work. And I don't care how genetically gifted you are. So the thing is, is there's going to be days where it's boring. Mm-hmm. There's going to be days where you're like, man, I just need to get, you know, these three three last sets. I need to get them done. I need to get them out of the way. Yeah. I want to go home. Pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah. Focus on it. Do the work because all that should be leading to a point. Yeah. Right. And that's the fun. That's the fun time. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and you start over again. Yeah. And and that's that's the cycle. It starts off great, fun, 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 until it gets to the work, right? Yeah. And then when you get to the work, it's like, oh man, I want to do something different. And see the in in my case, the work is when you get unmotivated. Yeah. Because when you're motivated and you have a goal like a meet or something in mind. It's fun because you're working towards something. You're seeing progression or whatever, unless you're dealing with some injuries and things like that. But if you're dealing with injuries, unless you're growing, you know, top of the game, you know, you, some of the world's best, you shouldn't be getting ready for a meet anyway. So with that being said, if you're getting ready for a meet, that's fun because you're seeing progression. You're seeing challenges and you're, you know, you're working towards those things and you've got a goal. But if you're just training because – you're training, basically it. You're training to be to training. avenge someone's death. That's what you're training for. <laughs> training to avenge somebody's death. But you see, look, right now, this is the first time in five years I'm training, 
and I don't have a goal. This is the second time for me. And, and it's hard. Yeah, I'm struggling. And I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I'm having to scale things. Like, just like today, my deadlifts, 535 pounds for a set of four. Man, I can do 600 for four. And 535 was, you know, felt heavy to me. Everything felt heavy. Like, uh, Tuesday, um, my bench, it was like 305 for sets of four. And it felt heavy. It's like, what in the world's going on? It's just, I don't have that zeal. Yeah. Like, I don't, and you know, and my nutrition's not on point, and, you know, life stresses and things like that. I mean, training has just been whack. And yeah. I feel you. My training's been all over the place. Yeah. You and know, I'm having I'm to coming, scale things. Coming when I can get here. Yeah. And then I've got to <clears> scale what I'm doing because <clears> – <throat> I haven't been here. And then you can't just jump in it head first. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. So, um, like you said, not having a goal. Right Right now, I, have, I don't have a goal. Yeah. But it is, and I'll say this, it is nice to be able to step back for a second, though, and go, okay, let me get my priorities in line. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to reevaluate the entire circle of life here and say, okay, this is where this fits, this is where yep. this fits, this is where this fits. But still being able to come when I can mm-hmm. instead of saying, you know, nope, I'm just going to cancel doing that because I have this. But I, I don't because yeah. I'm I'm not working towards something, you know. Um, but still being able to come and and knock a workout out and help other people. Yeah. Like uh, today was nice with Miss Lindsay in there. Um, she's a, you know, CrossFitter. <clears throat> she's a good friend of Ashley's. And she's, you know, kind of fed up with how they do things over there at that gym with that, cro- that box. Don't like CrossFitters call their gyms boxes or something like that. Whatever it is, that place, the, the CrossFit gym here locally, she's kind of getting tired of it. Um, don't agree with the way they're running things. And we started going to church out there about six months ago. And I know her husband. And Ashley and her becoming friends, we got to talking about like that. And she found out we had a gym, and I told her what we do. So she started coming to the gym, and she likes it. It's, you know, it's a completely different environment. I do remember whenever we was talking about it at church, we had a fellowship thing where we're eating. As usual, it's a Baptist thing. We eat all the time. we going to eat. We're going to eat. We're going to eat. We're going to eat some chicken. Chicken and deviled eggs. Yep. It's going to be there. <laughs> um. She said, I don't know about a powerlifting gym. It's, you know, like, you're all loud, and it's this, and screaming, and hollering, and it's just everybody's slamming weights and stuff. And I was like, what gym have you seen? Oh, I probably met every one of her expectations today. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what she was talking about, like, she just, I guess what you see on TV, or, I mean, not TV, like YouTube and stuff like that, social media, or it's what she's heard. Because all she knows is CrossFit. And I can promise you this. No one's slamming weights more than a CrossFitter. No. We're not dropping weights from up here. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just did a back squat at 315, so I just drop it off my back onto the floor. Like, why? It's 315. No. You do that over here, you're getting fired. Yeah. Um, But no, like, she, she seems, she's been over here like two or, three, two or three times, and she seems to enjoy it. Um, I'll be able to help her, and that's going to be different for somebody that's going to be able to assess and analyze her techniques and things like that, and realize, hey, this isn't CrossFit anymore. You can still do things similar to what CrossFitters do. Like, I don't care if she wants to do some CrossFit-style workouts. You know, I don't have the exact same equipment, 
you know, we don't have the bars, the Olympic uh, bars like they have, but we have things that she can do. It's just the same. But a conventional deadlift, whether you're a crossfitter or a powerlifter, should be the same. I agree. Um, I don't care if you're deadlifting for reps, time, and that bull crap. I could care less. Like, I'm going to try my best to help her get into an optimal position to keep her back safe. Yes. And that's um, the goal, right? And and that's something we established when, when you know, when I first started. Yeah. Is we're going to learn the right way to do it. Of course, the first time you do something is never going to be right. Yeah, unless it's, you're somebody. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have. It's something you've got to you've got to learn, and you got to practice to get that muscle. Unless memory, you're butch, you know. Yeah. Gosh. Um, but that that's the thing. You know, I you could come in and say I have, I have no idea what I'm doing, and yeah. that's you know that's where I was. I have, I have no clue what I'm doing here. Yeah. But I'm gonna attempt it, and with correction, Do the best you can. Once you learn it and you get it down, you should expect nothing less. So mm-hmm. if you come in and your form is crappy, yep. you need to fix it. And if you can't fix it, stop. See, today, like, if I were to rate my form on deadlifts today, I'd say like what, a five What's or our six. scale? One to ten. One to ten, yeah, I'd give you a five or six. See, compared to what I normally do. Yeah, which is like a nine, nine and a half. And, I'm, and even then, I'm giving myself sixes or sevens. So today, I'm like, I just. Sorry, big brother was there. On the grand scheme of things. The form wasn't horrible, but I had some stupid breakdowns or just inconsistencies. It's little, it was little, it's little Itty things. bitty things. And I don't know what that's from. It could be just, I wasn't as focused, you know, being stressed. My body wasn't ready for it. Um, I just, I couldn't get comfortable. It's just all kinds of things. And of course, I'm not as motivated. And I got, I was talking to Ash about it. I was like, I got to get something figured out. My headspace changed or something like my diet's getting better, but I'm still not eating good. I'm not hydrating like I'm supposed to. And uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, playing that world's smallest violins, making all the excuses in the world. Just right now I suck. And I got to swallow that pill and get over this and get better. It sure is fun not doing right sometimes, though. <laughs> you know, when you go out and you're like, I'm going to eat that. and I'm going to eat that. Yeah. I'm going to drink this soda pop. And I'm going to eat this. Until you get on a scale the next day. Yeah. And you know. 10 pounds I've, over. I'm, I'm, I've been staying right at the 218, 219 mark. But I'm, I'm not overeating. Yeah. But, you know, if I want a bowl of ice cream, son. Oh, yeah. This, this boy right here. And, now, and that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm, when I decide, you know what, I want something that's good. I'm about to get me something good to eat, and I don't care. Yep. Now, uh, when was it? Friday, last Friday, I got on the scale and I was weighing two thirty-two. Ooh, juicy! I ain't, I ain't been in the 230s <laughs> in almost a year. Like what? <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness! I told Ash, I was like, I'm, I've got to change this. This is bullcrap. And now, I'm like at two twenty-five or something like that. I have been making sure my lunch every day. I'm, I have the same thing for lunch. Yeah. A lot of people can't do that. A lot of people can't eat the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. And over. I can. Like if, if, if I loved chicken, I could eat chicken every day. I do not love chicken, but I love beef. Yeah, and I can eat beef every day. So I go to the barbecue spot. Yeah, but I get my beef. I get my potatoes. I eat my beef and my potatoes. Yo, um, there was a a lady on Instagram who posted on her story. I took a screenshot of it. 
It's Emma, I think is her name, something. But there's a sugar-free baby Ray's barbecue sauce. I've got to get it and try it. If you look at, so if I look at, say, the barbecue sauce, right, because that's where my sugars and all that's mm-hmm. going to be. It's two little bitty containers. So you're looking at probably four servings. Yep. I'm not worried about it. No. And in the grand scheme of things, that might be what, 40 to, I'm going to big range, but 40 to 80 grams of sugar. Not that much sugar, but carbs. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm, you know. But that's most of your carbs. You know, like, to be honest, if that's what you're eating, you're eating what what else are you eating with it? That's that's what I'm saying. It's it's potatoes. Yeah. Meat on top. And potatoes don't hardly like Cheese. I've seen the potatoes. Yeah. Of course you got some fats there. And the barbecue sauce on top. Yeah. So <clears throat> to be honest, that's really not that bad. No, I'm gonna it's eat really it not. every day. Yeah, and it's really not that bad. Like a lot of people freak out about that kind of stuff. You know, that cliche hot topic, you know, or uh flashy word or whatever you want to call it, macros, if it fits your macros, junk. To an extent, that holds weight. It does. Because if your meal requires you to eat 70 carbs and you don't want to eat a cup and a half of rice or two cups of rice, have the one cup of rice or have the potato and put some barbecue sauce on it. Just realize that it's a little different. Yeah. And then later on the day, if you did have something programmed into your meal plan that had some type of sugary carb source, you may want to limit it, limit that because you use that for your lunch. Realize that kind of stuff. Like, that's okay. We're not, 99.9% of the people in this world are not going to step on a stage. So there's no reason for us to be peeled and jacked to the gills. No, and I'm going to, I can tell you from experience, from somebody who went extremely strict on a diet. Yeah, you got for, for a long time. Is it can be done. You can eat McDonald's. Yes. Every single day of your life and lose weight. Yep. It can be done. But that does not make you healthy. Nope. See, if we're talking about just losing weight. Yeah. That's, that's just a calorie thing. If I want to lose weight, I'm going to count calories. Right? If you want to be healthy and optimal performance, you got to talk about all of it. You Yes. I've got to look at my calories. I've got to Get my calories from good sources. Yep. And I have to say, okay, for me to say cut, low calories, these are the macros that fit those calories. These are the foods that fit that plan. Yep. Or I can say, I want to get big. Yeah. Here's my calories. Here's my macros. These are the foods that fit in that category, right? Listen, you can go, you can watch, I don't care who you watch, every bodybuilder, that's out there. None of them eat 100% clean. No. None of them. They all you have look, cheat meals. Look at Ronnie Coleman. That dude poured a gallon of barbecue sauce on, on everything. everything. Yep. Now, Kai Green won't touch it. No. That dude eats... It's stupid. Like, just plain yeah. chicken and broccoli. And that's what they do. But even him, even the most disciplined people in the world have cheat meals. Yes, there's going to be cheat meals. And... and the, the saying, well, don't yeah. don't ruin your whole diet on one cheat meal. I guarantee you, you're not going to ruin your whole diet on one nope. cheat meal. That's like saying, you didn't work out one day, you're going to get weaker. No, I ain't worked out in what? I've been to the gym like three times in the past 12 weeks. Come <laughs> on. I mean, people will be surprised how little you can do to maintain your strength. Yeah, just don't be lazy. Yeah. That's the thing. 
listen, I haven't been in the gym, but I haven't been lazy either. Yeah. My brother can tell you I've been dragging limbs and logs and working overtime. You know, working OT. It's just moving. I was watching a Subject Zero had a a live and the two coaches on there made a statement talking about, you know, training and, you know, not listening to your body and things like that, kind of going along with what we're talking about. And one of the coaches made the statement, you're not going to get weaker by missing a training session, but you can very well make yourself weaker by forcing yourself to go too hard in a training session. You can make yourself weaker because if you get injured, you're going to be weaker. Go in there when you're stressed to the max. Go in there when your diet's crap and you don't feel good and you push things when you feel feel bad. Pop a peck. Yep. I bet you're not going to be benching for a while. You so what he what he, what he was saying, which the statement in itself was, you're not going to get weaker missing one training session, but you can get weaker training in one session. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Now it's kind of a gray or gray area statement, but it's true. And very well on your diet, you can spend six months or whatever dieting down to get exactly where you want to go and you never cheat. I can promise you, you can reward yourself for the weekend and you may gain a few pounds, but it's not fat, folks. Understand it. It's called water weight or waste. And, the, and another thing is to, so let's, if you, if you go clean, okay, and I'm telling you, I, I've done it, I've, I've went extremely clean. When you dabble outside of that diet, once you clean it that up, sick. it will make you sick. Yeah, and when I say, when I say a little bit, I'm saying I had one hot wing one time. And that was it. <laughs> like I felt bad for three to four days. Yeah. Afterwards. Bad. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to drink anything. It was just like, what have I done? Yeah. So I ended up at the doctor, and he said, right now, I'm telling you to go eat a cheeseburger. Because I had depleted myself of all the stuff that the world tells you is bad. Fats are not bad. Okay? I was not eating any fats. And so I had to go get that and get it back into my system and of, course, needs and, of course, you feel better, yeah. right? You go eat a cheeseburger, you yeah. feel pretty good. You was probably low on carbs, too, weren't you? Yes. Your glycogen levels and sh- blood sugar is probably down, too. So, you know, if you're going to clean it up, clean it up for short periods of time, but reward yourself. Yep. And, you know, hey, if you want a pack of M&Ms, go get a pack of stinking yeah. M&Ms. Just don't do it multiple times every single day. Yeah, don't go to the vending machine every 30 minutes. That's that's bad practice. <clears throat> there was a There's a lady, Miss Lindsay, she doesn't like rice she she doesn't she doesn't like it she doesn't like carbs and she's like well i can't get my carbs in this and i was like what do you mean she goes i just don't like rice that much i don't like potatoes that much i don't like and i started naming off all these carb sources and she's like i just don't really like that stuff i was like then what do you like chicken i was like well that i'm gonna no carbs in it <laughs> and i said you know what how much can you eat like rice and things like that she goes a little bit I said, can you get within 50 to 100 grams of it? She goes, well, yeah. I said, right before or during or immediately after your workout, eat you a regular size Snickers. People may blow their mind like, why would you tell somebody to eat a Snickers on their workout days? First off, that's kind of a reward. That's going to give her her calories that she needs. 
that some fast, um, absorbing and fast acting carbs. She's going to spike her insulin levels. That's going to help her performance. Then she's, her body is not going to have enough carbs in her because she doesn't eat enough carbs regardless. So her glycogen levels are going to be depleted. This is going to help restore those levels, even though it's a Snickers, it's a, it's fine. And it's not going to turn into fat because our body's utilizing it because it's her glycogen levels and her insulin levels are depleted. Yeah. And like you said, you can do it before, during, or after. Yes. My my big thing, and I, I love peanut butter, is do after. <laughs> well, I like doing it after. Really? Like, get home and just half a piece of bread Yeah. with some peanut butter on it mm-hmm. on my way to the bathtub. You know, Yeah. You because after, your, after a big workout, you know how you feel. Mm-hmm. You're beat up, right? But if you get and just get that little boost mm-hmm. and then hit that shower and then that hot bath afterwards, man, and you just kind of get that. I want you to try something. Try the peanut butter before your yeah. workouts. Because the fats in the peanut butter is going to slow down the absorption rate of the protein sources and your carbs afterwards. Because fats dissolve slower. Yes. But do you want it? Are you wanting it slower released? Well, it, it to me, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking to like. Wham, bam, my, yeah. my stuff into my into my system. Even though I'm not saying that's a bad thing, what I'm saying is is that peanut butter with the sugar mm-hmm. and then the, the bread with the carbs, right? And when the I sugar's going to hit your system regardless. I'm, I'm eating wheat bread, so, yeah. but, you know. Bread's bread. Bread's bread. Um, but you get that little pick-me-up, mm-hmm. plus you're getting some other nutrients with it. I'm not just getting sugar. No. Like a Snickers bar is a fantastic thing. It's got yeah. actual... Not very many of them, but actual peanuts in there, yeah. right? And, and sh- to be honest, chocolate, there's benefits of chocolate. Yes, there are. Um, plus all the, you know, nougaty and caramely goodness inside of a Snickers. But Naughty it, it's, stuff. It's good, you know, to have those little rewards, yep. to have those little treats. And like, as long as you're not doing it, you know, I'm not eating a Snickers bar with every meal. No. I'm not eating a peanut butter sandwich Realize with every meal. It. And then I tell her, like, just don't do that on your off days. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah, I mean, like, dieting, like, the word diet just res- puts people in this narrow mindset. And, like, I'm not some super genius nutritionist and blah, 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 blah. I'm a keep it simple, stupid person. It's that simple. If you drive your car 100 miles an hour for 30 miles, your gas tank is going to be depleted some. That's the exact same way your body is. Yep. If you operate on fewer calories for a long enough period of time, your glycogen levels, all that stuff, your blood sugar, your insulin levels are going to be lower. You don't want to stay that way. No. So here's what happens. A lot of time as people just crash diet, and they deplete themselves so bad that they get so hungry when they do eat. They've got these overwhelming urges and cravings, and they over-engorge themselves. So they keep doing this yo-yo trick. So the time that I worked with Justin Harris, I no longer do. But what I learned working with him is he's like, hey, allow yourself to eat on the days that you train. Now keep it, keep it clean, but eat as much as you can. I mean, push your calories as far as you can without putting on weight at the end of the week. And on your off days, restrict your calories. Anybody can restrict their calories for a day to two days. And then have a little bit more on your training days. Now pick one day 
whatever day that is, like I picked legs because it's a heavier day for me. But if you're somebody that has, you know, lagging arms and chests or whatever, whatever the day is that's your body part, if you're a bodybuilder and you've got a body part that you want to grow, have that day as your highest calorie slash cheat day. Now, stay away from fats as much as possible because fats are just not going to help you on your high calorie days. Just It's just not going to happen. You're not going to utilize those calories that day. So your sugary carb sources and things like that. Divide your carb source, like your total carbs. Like if you've got, a, like I was eating 1,000 carbs on my high day. 500 of those carbs came from extremely clean sources, like rices or potato or cream of wheat and things like that. Uh, I, don't, I didn't eat much oatmeal. I didn't like too much fiber. It bloats my stomach. Yep. And fifty, the other five hundred, the other fifty percent come from a sugary source such as um, orange juice, you know, grapefruit juice, fat-free gummies, and things like that, cereals and things where you don't have all the fats. Well, your body's utilizing this stuff and it's feeding you. What happens is you'll find out that next day, if it's a medium day or a lower day, like your training days. Because that high day is going to be higher than your normal training calorie days because it's a cheat meal day. <clears throat> so you already now, you're like, you had this extreme high and then you bring it down to your, your maintenance. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, I'm not hungry. Like, I feel good. But your body, you'll notice your weight still is going down because your body is going through this reaction. Now, I could be getting this wrong with scientifically you know, speaking. But your body's like, oh, this is in shock. It's got all these calories in me. All of a sudden, all the sugar and you know, insulin levels are you know higher, and your body's utilizing the the sugars and the carbs more. And then the next day following, when your body starts to get used to that, is down. Now it's at a lower day, and your body's still in this high gear, so to speak, and you have less calories, and you you know you're. Your off days, quote unquote, is still a light active day. And so what happens is you go through this, I'm going to say rebound effect to where your body had this surplus of calories, then a, uh, shoot, a deficit of calories. Then all of a sudden your body's now like, wait, what's going on? And it just, it switches. Of course, I'm not speaking very scientifically, but what happens over a period of time is your body gets used to utilizing these calories just like your car uses gas. And those, and you'll find out a couple of days after that high day, you might be down two or three pounds. And your body just goes through these, you know, changes in these waves where <clears throat> you'll go weeks and you won't have cravings. Because you know, like every four to six days, you're going to have a high day and that cheat meal on that day is always something nice, but your, your sugary carb sources, if they're fat free, isn't considered a cheat because it's part of your diet. It's built in on your high days, but your body's going to utilize those extra calories. So they're not going to get stored as fat. Yeah. As long as you keep your diet clean the way it's supposed to on the other days too. Well, so I didn't dive that deep into, you know, the nutrition side of things because my brain already has like <laughs> so much being crammed into it from every direction. So this is what I would do. And this may not, this 
might only work for me because mm-hmm. I am very And weird, I probably didn't you know? explain that very well. But I tell you this, when we were every prep that I didn't cut on heavy days, I had Burger King for lunch. Yeah, buddy. All and those calories. I'm going to eat that. And f- I would feel fantastic that afternoon. We come out and kill it. Right? <laughs> yeah. But then on my on my upper body days, mm-hmm. I didn't eat like that. I would go and get, you know, a, a good salad with some crackers, you know, or, and I'm not saying it just, it wasn't just vegetables in the salad. Listen, there was meat in that salad, okay? But what I'm saying is, is I would try to make sure that I wasn't eating that way just because I'm going to the gym. Mm-hmm. If we were deadlifting, it was Burger King for lunch. Yep. You know, but if I looked and it was, oh man, we only got, we got, you know, five sets of five at 60%. That's not a Burger King day. But when I look and it says five by three at 80%, that's a Burger King day. <laughs> you know, I'm going to need something to help get me through that. Yeah, those you know. extra calories help. It's fuel. And uh, listen, I'm not by any means saying fast food is good for you. It is, certainly is not. But don't count it out, especially if you're saying, hey, I need those calories. If you're someone trying to get big and you're, like, you're super skinny. yeah, I'm, t- I'm telling you, if you need it, use it. Yeah, it's we're there talking, for a reason. If we're talking about health, No. But if you're somebody that wants to get big, if you're those get bigger die trying people, that's a good way to do it. And it's, you know, it can get expensive, but you, there's a dollar menu. There is. And listen, all this goes in with saying you should be going to your doctor yearly, by yearly. Make sure you're healthy. Get your blood work done. Get your physicals done. Have them poke and prod you a little yeah. bit. You know, make sure you're doing okay yep. in the realms of health. And your hormone levels are where they're supposed to be. Exactly. Because if you're a male and your testosterone's out of whack or it's, you know, extremely low. That affects energy levels. That affects, affects a lot of everything. things. You know, but the, the other side of it is, is to, and, and this is something I get to start looking forward to because I'm getting older, are these cholesterol levels, good cholesterols, yeah. bad cholesterols. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, I'm not worried about it. Honestly, I'm not. But the family's not going to let me get away with saying I'm not worried about that. They're yeah. going to say, hey, that's not good. You need to do something about that. My you cholesterol know? levels, even when I was younger, like it runs in my family. I'm high cholesterol. So I've always paid attention to it. My blood pressure is weird. Um, I don't know. I don't fully understand all the numbers and all that kind of stuff. I know um, beats per minute type thing. But my blood pressure is not high in the aspect of how many beats my heart. My heart rate is not high. Um, average, when I am in my worst shape, it's around 74 to 80 beats per minute, which is around average. It's usually lower than that. It's usually in the 60s or sometimes 50s. Now, that's a problem too. But usually my resting heart rate's around anywhere between 60 to 70 beats per minute. But whatever that number is for how hard, like the the pressure, I guess you would call it, like the how hard it beats uh, your heart, whatever it is, that's high usually. That's usually not like high and a bad high, but it's in the medium range. Like I like everything to be in a like if I use a green or yellow red type. So I want I want everything to be in the green, obviously, because it's optimal. But those numbers are a little higher than the rest of them. So 
I don't know what all that means. I get I get asked if I'm on blood pressure medication, if I've taken something before mm-hmm. I, you know, because every year we got to have these physicals yeah. for for the plant. I don't. <clears throat> Whether I go to the doctor's office mm-hmm. or they come and check us at work, or my mom checks me, she she loves to pull that out every time yeah. we go see them. You know, let me check yeah. your blood pressure and see how you're doing. It's always perfect. Yeah. Like, and I don't know what the numbers are, and I could be totally off base. I'm not a nurse. That the rest of my family does medical stuff, but it's like 120 over 80. Yeah, that's not bad. And they're like, it's always 120 over 80. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, does that mean I could I could lie on a poly? That's one. Is it, is that what's in my blood? You know what I'm saying? Figure that one out. That'd be kind of cool. You know, <laughs> that might come in handy one day. <laughs> Did your brother kill this guy? No. Yeah, he's telling the truth. Wait, <laughs> check his blood pressure. <laughs> you know, but it, it is, and those are things that, I, you know, I don't care to understand, honestly. No. Um, as long as, like, I've got one of them very, very simple ones. Now, it's a super fancy one, but it's simple. It's got the colors for me. So, as long as it keeps showing that green. That's what I'm saying. And honestly, we're all different. Those numbers could be bad for me. Yeah. And I have no clue. And what's weird is it's different for each individual. There you go. And that's that's like your T-levels. You yeah. know, I don't agree with the measurement on the T-levels. And I'm not saying that because I want testosterone support. Yeah. I'm saying this because... That range is so stinking I'm huge. different than you. Yeah. I'm older than you. Okay? And it's scientifically proven after a certain age, these things are going to start dropping. <laughs> okay? But what, what if you're my tell test me? is lower than yours and I'm younger than you? That's what I'm saying, though. What if I ran at the highest level until I hit 27, 28 years mm-hmm. old? I have no clue. I wasn't getting it tested no. because it wasn't on my mind, no. you know, to go have this number checked. But you're going to tell me I, on a scale from 200 units to 1,100 units. That's a too big of a range. Okay. If I fall anywhere inside of there, I'm good. But I don't feel good. <laughs> I feel like crap. You know, I feel like trash. And they say, well, there's nothing we can do for you. Okay. I'm not deficient. Ignorance. I'm not deficient in any vitamin, any mineral, or anything. Had all that checked. Mm-hmm. It was like $600 worth of test. Yeah, I know how that goes. But that's the only number that shows low. And by low, I mean I'm at the bottom of the scale. Yeah. And you tell me I'm good. That's wrong. I agree. I 100% agree with that. And they ought to ask you, how active are you? You're very active. You're in yeah. the gym four to five times a week. No, was diagnosed as depressed. Oh, gosh. Because of low testosterone. Yeah. So here, here's my thing, guys. Get the numbers and keep up with that paperwork. Yep. That way, because don't don't depend on your doctor's office to keep up with that paperwork. Because I'm not going to. You keep up with it. Yep. And then you can say, hey, look, here's the past five years I've had this done twice a year. That number is steadily dropping. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm not a doctor, and I'm not advocating for anybody to take testosterone or anything like that, but... If you're going to take testosterone for a health reason, you need to be taking regularly, take your blood, get blood tests regularly, very regular. Um, Understand this. If you're taking a quote-unquote TRT dose and you get your test levels tested and you're above the normal range, that's not healthy. Sorry. No, it's not. I understand. And there's, yeah, there's complications that come with that, right? Yes. Your body will quit producing it. Yes. And then you will become dependent on upon a uh, chemically yep. uh, created yep. synthetic. test, synthetic, yep. 
and sooner or later that's going to quit working. Yes. So what happens, like there's people that get it illegally and there's people that get it prescriptions. The reason why a doctor, you, well, usually why it's safer when a doctor does it is because they monitor your levels and they find the dosage that is optimal to keep you in the normal ranges, but at the upper end because you feel better. If you're doing it illegally, well, don't remember, I'm not advocating you to do this. I'm not saying steroids are good. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just telling you, if you're going to do it, don't be an idiot. Yeah, be smart. And realize, if you're doing this for health, health, if you're doing it for health, find the amount that you should take that keeps you in the natural levels, like your the upper ranges. Don't try to get over 1,100. Don't think more is better because that is not true. Make sure your estrogen levels are where they're supposed to be. Don't make sure they're not elevated. Make sure your uh, cortisol levels, cortisol levels, your prolactin levels, your uh, sex binding guabulin. However, said that uh, whatever that is, I can't. I don't remember the exact letters for that, but. Make sure that sex hormone binding globulin level is where it's supposed to and make sure it's not too high and or too low because there is a low range on that that isn't 100% okay because if it's too low, you just excrete through the exogenous testosterone faster and your body's going to utilize it extremely fast and that's going to create other problems. And if it's too high, it's going to hold on to it and it doesn't utilize it. So it needs to be inside that middle range to where it's being released at a steady, normal Great. I'm I'm not a doctor. This is just from my studies, my learning. Um, it's part of the sport. It's part of this world. It's part of being a coach. So it's important to learn it. The camera just went off. <laughs> anyway, but that that's just part of it. And we can't, as coaches, ignore these things. Like, a lot of times people go, well, it's, some of this stuff's illegal and this and that. Well, there's also this. Like, here's here's a little rant. And you you probably know where I'm going. It's also illegal. Just keep in mind, it's also illegal if you're a powerlifting coach, strength and conditioning coach, to give suggestions on uh, advice for chiropractic therapy if you're not a registered chiropractor it's also in states if it's if it's there are laws there are some states where it's illegal to personal train without a certificate without training there are some states there's laws to not give it's called medical uh shoot what's it called you can't give medical advice if you're not a licensed doctor Whatever you want to call it. So, why are so many coaches helping people all over the line yeah. that are not chiropractors at all? They're not chiropractors. They're not physical therapists. But they're having you hang from the band so you can align your joints and this and that. That's chiropractic stuff. That's chiropractic practice. So, that's illegal. So, you shouldn't be giving that advice. But... They'll say, well, I don't want to talk about gear because a lot of times people are doing that illegally. I get it. 
But if they're asking for advice, allow them to understand like, hey, I am not a doctor. I am, or if you're helping them with whatever, lining their hips or whatever, it's very simple movements on some things. But as simple as, as simple as it is, there's still laws. And we as coaches have to be careful when we give advice, we have to make sure that we're very clear on this because people can sue you. Yeah. In the world we live in today, people can sue you over just anything. about anything. Because here's the thing. I can promise you this. If somebody is to ask me, hey, my knee hurts, what should I do? And I email it to them. What I would do, they go do that. They get hurt. They can take that email to a lawyer. That lawyer is going to ask, is this a licensed physical therapist? If that person cannot provide documentation to prove that you are, or you can't prove that you are a licensed, trained physical therapist, you got a lawsuit on your hands. Yeah. So we have to be careful. And my advice on that, if that was the question, would be uh, you're probably going to take a couple of ibuprofen if if you can take ibuprofen. Yeah. And go buy some Epsom salts yeah. from your local drugstore or Walmart. Mm-hmm. Get a good hot bath and just chill out for a little bit. Yeah. Turn some Netflix on. Chill. And let that bad boy soak. And talk to a doctor. Yeah. Of course, go see your doctor. Guys, yeah. it's, it's important. A lot of people are so scared to go to the doctor. <clears throat> Listen, I hate needles. I can't stand them. <laughs> I hate them too. And it's like every time I go, they want to draw blood. And it's like, guys, ah! I don't want you to do that. And like, you got to look at those stupid things. Like, eh, I can't That's the thing. It. You know, can I just pay you a little extra and we not do this? That's my <laughs> thing. You know, can I get out of here? You know, I'll give you an extra yeah. 45 bucks if we don't stick me with a needle. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's important, guys. And make sure you find you a good doctor that you yeah. get along with. And as an athlete, of course, unfortunately, we got a bunch of extremely old school uh, out-of-date mind-thinking, out-of-date, old-minded Well, they're doctors. not sports medicine. They're That's not sports sure. medicine. They're not sports medicine. You need, if you're an athlete, you need to have a doctor that fully understands athletics and it's in sports medicine. That's what you need. Um, don't go to your standard family doctor and expect Now, you can them. go get your blood work done at these places. Yeah. You know, because that test is going to come back with the numbers regardless. Yes. That's got to go to a lab. Yeah. And see... That, but the results being understood is going to be different from your standard family doctor yes. and a sports doctor. So Understand get your that. paperwork. Get your That's paperwork. what I'm saying. Get Take your paperwork. That. Don't leave Take it at the doctor's that office. So you can have a, another doctor refer it to you or translate those results to you in yep. a manner that they'll explain it to you better because if you're an athlete and your test is 500 and they're going to go, you're 27, your test is 500 and you're athletic, can you... You're active all the time. Your diet's good. You do this. How do you feel? Like crap. Okay, we got an issue. They're going to understand that better. And listen, I'm I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all this. They are not going to start you off on TRT. Nope. They're, they're going to they're going to say, "Hey, go down to the pharmacy and pick up this test booster." Yep. And take it. And guys, they will be able to tell if you were taking it or not. Yep. I promise you. Yep. Take it. Do what they're supposed to do. If it doesn't work. Let them do their job. Let the doctor do it right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. Try to do everything as legal and above board as possible. Don't just jump on the 
underground don't, lab stuff. Don't. don't don't be that way. Um, it's it's not smart and it's not the best options. I know there's a lot of shady things we all do, but there's a lot of scary stuff out there. There is, and you got to be smart. Um, let's get to some questions. Yeah. I've got we got a couple here. I like I like one of them here. We're gonna get to the funny one first. Um, Justin Fowler asked. He goes James Bond equipped. With a golden PP7 with only three bullets versus Donkey Kong. The fight is in the wilderness. Who wins? Well, I love James Bond. He is my hero. And he's got the golden PP7. That's a one-shot kill yeah. weapon. Donkey Kong's dead in a heartbeat. You, you can't... It's 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 kind of unfair if we're going to say that he's got a one-shot gun. Because he only needs one bullet. Yeah. Because James Bond is not going to miss. James Bond is so the best. Um, I mean, I agree. That's you know, Bond I, wins. I played, you know, Goldeneye back in the day. Oh, and that's the OG game know, right there. And all you young kids, y'all don't know, y'all have no clue the evolution of first-person shooters. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's Donkey Kong, man. He he eats bananas and slaps the ground and throws yeah. barrels. Yeah, he, he's uh, not used. To, he's not a trained assassin. No, and he kills things by jumping on top of them, <laughs> like Mario. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's an unfair. That's an unfair yeah. fight. Um, this question. Okay, here's one. Uh, Blue collar conjugate. He goes. Do you have a list of guests lined up? We actually do. Um, we've you know we've talked to Big Logan. We did have a scheduled meeting with him a while back, but some things come up, unforeseen things, and life got crazy. But we do have a list. Um, Logan Chapman, um, Matt Mitchell. I've even talked to Nick Ramey. I've got a few other people, even my coach, Christian Anto. Um, if I can, I don't know if I could ever do it, but I'd like to get Tony Montgomery or something like that on there. Um, just for a little bit. Of course, it's going to be hard talking to him because he's so much smarter than I am. So, all of, you know, I've got a few more people, but I can't think of them on the top of my head, on the top of my head right now, but, um, I want to bring back Parker. He was a very good interview, and he's a cool cat, and he's local, so he can be here in person with us, and that's that always makes things yep. easier. Um, we're going to try to get more consistent with these things and do a little better. But, you know, Justin and I right now, we've been extremely busy. <clears throat> you know, life's taken a massive change of directions for sure. And I'm doing extra work. Um, I'm not just, you know, I've, I do the gym. I've got my, you know, my full-time job. It's eight to, you know, my eight to five job, my, the gym, my coaching, doing some graphic design work for some online stuff. You know, I'm staying pretty busy. You know, the podcast, you know, it's not taking a back seat, but it's, you know, it's getting harder to fill it in in the free time when the free time's being limited. But we're doing the best we can. Shoot, let me think here. Do you have any guests? That you want to? I don't think of mine, man. I'm, you know, I'd like to see if we could get, you know, maybe the the ladies in here. That would be because fun. they can kind of share their 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 feelings and and what they see. Yeah, and you know, there to me through this whole thing is she has sacrificed way more than I have for me to be able to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, you're you may be sacrificing like your comfort, like as you're lifting. But your loved ones are the ones doing the sacrificing. So, you know, just to get them, because, you know, I've competed in competitions. 
she did not want me to compete in. And I've, I have missed some of my kids stuff for yeah. me competing in, you know, um, so it'd be kind of cool just to maybe, you know, just do a little short snippet with them and, um, it'd be fun. Get a perspective of what it's like, not being the competitor, but being married to the competitor type thing. Yeah. Like being that, and that can be with support. anything. Too, being you the know, support, the support, because yeah. guys, my work, I've traveled, and and so I mean, and that's changed. You know, I used to work a job where I didn't travel at all, mm-hmm. and you know now I have one where I travel some, and you know that takes a different toll on a family. So yeah. there's there's things that happen that a lot of people don't get to see. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, they got it made or, you know, or they're having all these problems and nobody gets to see this kind of stuff. And it's, well, you know, we have to watch how much we expect somebody to give Yeah. when, you know, we should be giving, yeah. giving as well. So yeah. I, th- I think that, but man, I'm, you know, me, my circle's so small, man. Yeah, same and, here. uh, you, you're definitely out in, into the powerlifting yeah. world a lot more than, than I am. Um, you know, I'm, I'm making a lot of good contacts, uh, streaming video games and just trying to build that network. Yeah. And it's something new to me mm-hmm. building this network. And so, um, not that we would ever be able to, you know, get these people, what I would call the, the echel- ech- echelon or, you know, upper echelon. crust, you know, yeah. the, the elites, whatever you want to call know, them. I'm I'm way down on that scale. <laughs> now, I'm very happy with the progress that's taking place, but making two hundred um, something bucks and why not playing? You know, video it's games? crazy. That's weird. It's crazy. Man. Some people um, don't make that in a day of working. It's crazy. Um, but it's it's been different, and I have tried to focus on that because of how well it is doing. Yeah, give it attention. Like it's growing. Yeah. Like it's like. A garden. Yeah, you got to tend to it. You got to tend to it. And, you know, if you stop ten, tending to it, it doesn't grow as well. Yep. It just, it's just consistent. like anything. Yep. You've got to be consistent. You've got to put out qual- high-quality products and so be there. But, no, as far as having anybody lined up, man, you know, all I, do, <laughs> I work. I'm going to let everybody know right now. This guy right here, that is my sole purpose is to provide for my family. Yeah. And I, I make sure that no matter what, hands down, They've got everything they need. So I agree with that. Um, that's what I do. Yeah. Drink business. Yeah. Booming. You know. I understand that completely, <laughs> man. I do. I understand it. Um, I, you know, I don't have any kids, but, you know, if it come down to it, yeah, raise your hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but providing for, if you're a man especially, you know, it's something that's probably lost today. If you're a man your sole purpose, your God-commanded purpose is to provide for your family and take care of your family. Provide and protect. That is your job. That's it. And that's what matters. Yep. You know, I, I will tell you all this. They will always eat before me. A yep. lot of people do not. They I do not that. do it that way. You know, well, you know, you bring home the bacon. You, you're the breadwinner. Yep. You should eat first. I'm not arguing with that. That's how your stuff works. Mm-hmm. The way I grew up, my family will eat before me. And my brother sitting across the table will tell you he does that. that I try to make everybody go fix their plate before yep. I ever fix my plate. And I do that differently. Now, I do understand why you don't do it the, the way I even do it. Um, 
I am old school. I am the man of the house. And even when Phoenix was here before his accident, we always had enough food. Like I understood, you know, you, you growing up, there was never any food left over because everybody ate. Um, Ashley, my wife, to show, and like it's not just, it's not a show thing, but it's a, a respect thing. It's old school. Ashley makes my plate a lot of the times. You know, if we're cooking and we have family over or anything like that, Ashley will make my plate and serve me first. Now, I'm not engorging myself, you know, eating my whole plate before they sit down and start to eat. It's not like that, but she does do that. And I'll tell you the reason why we did this, even when we had Phoenix, when he was still here, is it is important as parents. Now, a lot of people look at me like, well, you're like, you know, you don't, you know, a lot of kid people don't know what happened, you know, that our, yeah. that our son passed. A lot of people don't know that kind of stuff. And they look at you like, well, you don't know what it's like to be a parent. Yes, I do. I know what it's like. And parents today tend to put their kids on a pedestal where they're respecting their kids more than they're doing their spouse. Let me explain this to you. I am a married man. You made a vow till death do you part. Your your sole purpose now, as you stand on that, that altar or wherever you stood and you said, I do, that is not a commitment that's circumstantial. There is no conditions to that. There is through sickness, through health, till death do us part. A lot of people don't understand those values. And what happens is with when, when they have kids, like we see it all the time, you've got moms and dads arguing because one of them disciplined the child or the child says this and, you know, one parent says they can and the other parent says they can't. There should never be any of that. There should never be a time that... Your, the mother or their father puts the child as a more of an importance than their spouse. Now, he, yeah, that does sound crazy when it comes to their wants. When it comes to a child's needs, it's your job to provide and protect. So that kid's needs obviously do come first, but their wants should never come first. Now, within reason... Let's say you have a kid in sports. As a parent, you should still be able to enjoy your life too. You don't need to sacrifice everything in your life because your kid is in a sport. Because, I tell you this, and what I mean by that is don't sacrifice your marriage for your, your children realize it's the wife, the mom, and the dad together raising those children. Yeah. And <clears throat> and you teach, and I teach this in my household, the order of the household. Yes. And say, hey, you know, listen, I'm not <laughs> bragging. My children have a lot. They do. Yes. But I purposed, I purposed myself yep. to, if I ever had a family, that my children... Now, listen, they work. They work. But that I would give them everything I could give them. Yep. And, you, uh, you know, now my kids, they might, you know, they might need to get smacked up every now and then, you know. But it's, 
to the point of when I, you know, when I was growing up, if, if I needed something, my dad would find a way, mm-hmm. right? If I needed a new bat yeah, or a new glove, you know, we didn't have the money. He just wouldn't come home. He just worked. Yeah. He would find a way to provide that piece that I needed. Mm-hmm. That's know? a job as a father. And I see it as that way. Now, listen, if you're never home, that's, that's bad. A problem. That's it's very bad. bad. It's bad. You've got to make time. Yep. And, you know, I understand exactly what you said. Yeah. I, I understand. You know, there's other people's houses we go to where the men eat first, mm-hmm. then the women, then the children. Well, but like eat or you mean get served? Well, I mean like. Their plates are served. The plates are served, yeah. right? Um, and no, because I'm not going to eat first. Listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm not knocking that. Yeah. If that's the way your household is ran, that's fine. Yeah. You didn't grow up like I grew up. Yeah. You didn't grow up in the household that I grew up in. I <laughs> promise you. My sole purpose, if if anybody ever says anything about Justin, mm-hmm. ever after I'm gone, it's going to be that dude worked. Yeah. And he took care of his family. Yeah. And one more thing, he was loyal. Yeah. That, and that's something. And I, I, it's hard for me to explain because it's, it's, of course, especially today, like the way my household is, it's very uncharacteristic for today's time. Yeah. Um, I married Ashley till death to me apart. I don't care how many kids we have. Our job as a parent is to raise them and send them into the world. People marry their kids basically, and they allow it to ruin their marriage. So what what happens and what I'm looking at and I and I don't think that you put you like your household puts the kids before each other. I don't I don't think that y'all do that. But what we we see it all the time though, to where the mother or the father allow the children to run the household. Yes, not the man. Yeah the the. You've got to teach the order of the household. Yes, and that is something that... It's important. That's part of why it was very important that Phoenix saw that, hey, mama serves dad. Not like is my servant, but mama gives dad food. Then she gives me food. And then we all sit down as a family. It's dad, mom, me. And that's how it goes. It's not... Me, Phoenix, then mommy, then daddy. You know, that's kind of what happens now. And then, yes, I do get my plate first, but I do not eat. I don't touch a bite of my food until my wife sits down and she's got her plate and we're ready to eat. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, it, and what I say, you know, I'm I'm not saying don't 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 get this twisted. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to sit down as a family and yes. we are going to thank God for what we have. Yes, that's right. And then we're going to yeah. eat. Because in in my house it's God, the then the husband, uh, yeah. then the mother, then the, children. then the children. Yep, that is how it goes. Because God gives the rules. Yep, I share those rules. Yep, the wife enforces those rules, and the kids better and obey. The kids them. better obey those That's rules. Right, and that is important. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for that infrastructure to go through and say, hey, there's structure here. Yep, a lot of people will tell you kids don't like structure. That's a lie. Kids love structure. And they thrive in it. They Yes. They, it, you want to see a kid blossom? Give them structure. Now, yep. I'm not saying dictate their every move. 
Give Where there structure. is no order, there is chaos. You have to give boundaries. Mm-hmm. Let them live inside those boundaries yep. and become the person that they need yes. to become. And also, there's also this. Allow them to make mistakes. Oh, Allow yes. them to fail. If you don't let your children fail, they're going to be miserable and they're going to fail in life when they're an adult. Then they're not going to know how to handle it. That's right. Losing and learning how to deal with losses is a thousand percent more beneficial than winning. That's right. Winning is easy. Win is extremely winning, easy. Winning is easy. Losing is hard. Yeah. Winning that's, is easy to accept. Yeah. You know, and that's what, you know, that's the saying. Winning is yeah. easy, but yeah. losing is 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 hard because you have to accept that. You have to accept that. And, and take responsibility. Teach them to take responsibility. You messed up. You failed. You lost. That's your mistake. Live with it. Learn from it. Go on. Yep. That's what builds character. Oh, okay. Here's the next question. She, she goes, uh, Miss Terry, she goes, I don't know if this is something you can answer, but if someone can overcome lower back pain when it comes to lifting, for an example, a, a woman with bad back due to too many pregnancies and epidurals, okay, help strengthen their back and core, help with the deadlift squats. I don't know anything about epidurals. Um, I do know people that have bad backs typically have weak cores. Yeah. And, and that's the important thing. You know, uh, an epidural is kind of like a spinal tap. Yeah. Except for they're putting something in instead of pulling spinal fluid. I, I've had a spinal tap before. Okay. And it's horrible. So, um, yes, I would work on strengthening the, the things around yes. that area. Yes. Strengthen the core. First, talk to your doctor. Yes. Go to a physician. Definitely talk to your doctor. Yes. Um, yeah. Find ways to strengthen your core, Your ad, um, even your adductors and your legs. Like, a lot of people think, I get, you know, just... Ignore the back type thing. My back hurts, so don't work it. No, you need to work it. And work the areas that's going to stabilize your hips. And if your hips are stable and in line, it helps your back stay in line. Learn how to move properly, you know, like. This is simple stuff. I'm probably not the, giving the best advice, but I squats. Would, go ahead. You can. There, there are things you can do to help supplement those movements. Yes. If those are the movements that you're wanting yes. to do, right? Um. You're specifically naming the deadlifts and squats. I can promise you learning how to brace properly and efficiently is going to help you with your core strength and help you with your back in the squat and deadlift. Because if you work on your positioning, your bracing, core work, in your deadlift and squat, your back position, your positioning period will be more optimal and more than likely, if you keep a more upright torso, a tighter brace, a.k.a. core, tighter core, is going to help things stay in line and alleviate pain. Yeah. Yeah. And decrease the chances of injuring it. Um, like Justin, he has kind of always had issues with his knees. Like, and that was one of the concerns he had of coming into powerlifting. It's like, you know what? Let's access it. Let's look at it. We taught, we, he grew up in the sport. Fortunately, I don't want to toot my own horn. Fortunately, with somebody telling him, hey, when you squat, your knees have to do this. And if you let them do this and keep them from doing this, you will not have pain. And he has had zero knee pain that I know of. Yeah. There's ever. been no knee pain and, you know, they're stronger than they've ever been. Yeah. Uh, they feel good. Now, listen, they pop. Yeah. They're, yeah they're you know, pop. they pop a lot. But, yeah. Um, 
No, that, that, and it's learning how to do something and learning all the little accessory moves to help build build the little muscles and the, the stabilizing muscles yes. around these areas. Um, you know, most people in their in their daily grind, they, they never touch mm-hmm. anything near yeah. what needs to be yeah. going on. So. so I'm just going to list a few exercises like do planks, do bird dogs, do uh, alternating leg bird uh, hands and leg bird dogs. It's like a modified, you know, for instance, get on your hands and knees, get a neutral spine, spine, make sure your back is completely straight, flex your core, compress it. And lift your right arm up straight and do your and extend out your left leg and hold that. Do alternate, you know, bird dogs like that. Um, you can do like Superman type things. Um, dead bugs. Dead bugs. You know, I'm not gonna say do a crunch because crunches are. No, blah. I would say do dead bugs. Do you can do your dead bugs. Um, do any type of modified dead bugs where you know you bring your knees up, you know, higher and you know rotate them. I, I like doing something called stir the pot. Like you can sit kind of like on the ground with your feet out, kind of like in a 45-degree angle, and grab something, you know, light or even nothing and like slowly twist and touch the floor on alternating sides. You know, you'll get the more of your, you know, obliques and things like that. And, and that's going to help a lot. But to be honest, while you're lifting, learning how to properly brace and breathe, and move efficiently is going to help that more than anything. Like your core work is going to be extremely important, but learning how to stay in an optimal position, optimal position in those movements is going to be more beneficial than anything. Form and technique. Yes, because the movements themselves are also going to strengthen your back and your core. So if you learn how to perform those movements while bracing properly and being in a very technical proficient position it is going to help tremendously i'm um, hopefully we an- hope- hopefully yeah. we answered the question well there but we're getting about an hour and a 10 here so we're gonna close this out what's going on with you want to talk man uh, so the stream on twitch uh twitch tv has blown up 214 followers we hit 60 subscribers last night that's what i'm talking about crazy crazy stuff that people were some guy tipped a hundred dollars that's what I'm talking about. Um, you know, 21 new subscribers last night. Um, it just kept pouring in, raining in. It's growing. You know, and it's, good. it's growing. Um, big night last night, and uh, that's JBM Patch on Twitch. That's where all my video game stuff is. Um, try to do that three to five nights a week, depending on how tired I am and <laughs> how life's going. There's no way I can stay up that late. <laughs> um, JBM Patch on Instagram. Um I've been posting some little uh, clip montages of the gaming stuff on there. I haven't been posting any gym footage. I haven't been in the gym that much. I have some gym footage that I haven't posted yet, but I'm waiting until I actually get in and get to start training how I want to train. Get on a more scheduled routine. And then I'll be able to start sharing some more of that stuff. So Instagram, if you want to get a hold of me, you can message me on Instagram uh, or Twitter. It's JB and Patch on Twitter. All of my nightly clips go to Twitter. Yeah. And it's just a click. Pulls the clip up. You can watch, you know, they're all kills. Listen, that's what I'm posting is the good stuff. That's what everybody's um, going to post. You know, um, unless you got some kind of funny fail. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, Justin Myers on Facebook, that's where most of my ministry is. Um, you know, you can go through and read previous posts where yeah. I've, I've kind of touched down on some scripture and, and what it's uh, 
given me and help you know where it's helped me at yeah um but other than that man that's uh that's where i've been yeah you know kind of in that little realm and um just kind of skirting around in there yeah but um me it's the same old same old you want to contact me you can email me if you're interested in any powerlifting coaching online programming and coaching there um, my clients are growing there. I've got we, the membership at the gym is growing. It's good. Booming. Really good time. You know, we've got a lot of new members, and I'm really happy about that. And, you know, I'm gaining some online clients, and that's awesome. But if you want to contact me and you're, and you're interested in anything like that, um, it's Z-A-C-H-F-A-N-T-1-8 at gmail.com. That is ZachFant18 at gmail.com. Guys, don't forget that I am part of an amazing team called Subject Zero. Um this company is fantastic. Their products, hands down, in my opinion, are the best on the market. They are aimed towards health and optimizing performance more than anything. They're not about all these buzzwords and trying to wig you out of your mind on stimulants. It's all about overall health and optimal performance. And exciting news that Equilibrium is back in stock. Thank the good Lord. <laughs> Goodness. Um, these are some amazing products and any and everybody that has taken these products will tell you how amazing they are. Um, if you want to save some cash, you can use F-A-N-T-1-10, 10, not one, FANT10, all caps, if you want to save 10% on that, guys. Um, I'm, I'm still super excited about being on that team. I recently, uh started doing some graphic design work for Coach's Corner University. That's super exciting there. Working with Tony Montgomery and Paul. I'll, I would say his last name, but I'd probably mess it up. He's from Canada, so <laughs> he'll probably definitely correct me on my southern accent and pronouncing his name wrong. But I'm excited about doing that. That's a new ad- adventure, and it's a new opportunity. Um, working with people that I respect and look up to in this industry is it's really awesome and, it, and that's obviously and it's also a company that for the coaches corner university's educational site that you know is helping me as a coach and helping so many other coaches and if you're in a, like you need to sign up for that like all new members get like a 14 day free trial like sign up for the stuff sign up for it like because you have 14 days free trial if you don't like it sign off i mean you can unsubscribe like i, I can tell you this you won't regret it the amount of content and the depth of the content is insane. It's like thirty bucks a month, and yeah, it, yeah and it's and I can promise you this: I've taken online college courses, and it's ten times the amount of information. And I can promise you, those college courses are a lot more expensive. Yeah, most definitely. And you're going to learn real world, real case studies, and everything else. Like Tony had did a case study on a female lifter that he coached, had her blood work done, did his troubleshooting with it and, you know, work through that himself. A amazing case study that he uh, presented last week. Awesome stuff. Like, and, I, and it's great. And it's amazing being part of that team. But um, if you've got any questions for us, just shoot them over on any of our Instagrams, like him, J, uh, BM Patch, uh, on Instagram. And you can do ZachFant18 on Instagram. Just e- You can email us. You can shoot us a message on Instagram. Zach Fant on Facebook. You can message us on there. Um, I have yet to remember to do this, but please subscribe, like, or comment on our posts and things regarding the podcast. And if on iTunes, if you can give us a five-star 
review and have a nice comment. Hopefully, if you like this, let us know. Um, if you have a guest that you would like to hear, I will try to get them on here. And if it, there's, you know, certain topics we can talk about, you know, the last couple episodes, we've kind of been, you know, just talking about things on top of our mind. But if you want, you know, podcasts and episodes targeted more towards one topic and we briefly go over that topic for a shorter period of time and do, you know, episodes like that, or do you want us to keep doing these type of episodes and then having some random questions throughout there? Um, well, anyway, guys, we appreciate it, and we thank you for the support. Um, it means a whole lot to us, and this is, you know, this is greater than we ever expected it. But anyway, guys, looking forward to the next one. Thank you. Have a good day.